Oh my gosh, I wish we had little Philip to curse more. I miss him. I miss him, Chris. Oh, baby. June 27th podcast. You know what I realized about 28th? Fuck, 28th, whatever. It's June 28th. There ain't <laughs> shit to talk about, okay? There's you know so much to talk about. What, is, what the? Why is it that, like, every other job in the world, you can take a week off, but podcasts, you can't? Just tell me. Because we want to be consistent. Oh, we got to be consistent. Do you, do you know how many people want us to be consistent? More than 200,000 people. I'm going to total up the number right now and see where we're at. It's it's big, guys. Is it's it our big. most listened to podcast? Yeah, last week's podcast was the most listened to episode of the Sims and Lefko podcast in history. Is that right? More than the Lefko crapping all over Jim Nance and all that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. believe it or not, 269,474 wow. is the number we're time, at right now. Heard your son say, Philadelphia, up your ass. Up your ass. Eat that. We need to make that an audio bite. I can, can I could probably arrange that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious, did your wife listen to the podcast? Uh, she was one of the last ones to listen to it. She's only listened to that little tidbit of him. So, yeah, uh, yeah I had to play that for a lot of people during Take the week. Take me through her reaction. Because uh, when I play it for people, they die laughing. Well, oddly enough, when I played it for my wife, she was talking to some family friends of mine back in New Jersey. <laughs> Right, like mothers that I knew growing up, right? Those kind of, and they were actually talking about how the internet has made people do all these dumb and stupid things, and they should be embarrassed. <laughs> and then I came in and played the podcast, and the mothers all looked at me and were like, "I'm embarrassed for you, Chris." Stop. They did. They hey, were. Gil, and what did you say? Because I, I imagine just, my. I looked at them and I said, "I don't care. It was a great podcast." <laughs> how How was he in the car ride home? Was he, like, feeling himself? Was he really cocky? He's always a little cocky. You um, think? Yeah, he's a Sims. Um, but at the same time, uh, he loves he loves you, for one. Well, I mean, yeah. who doesn't? doesn't? We mean, all love Lefko. Eh, eh, eh. All right, anyway. Uh, but So he, what was he saying? I mean, he, wants to, he wanted to come back today. He wants to come back every week. Oh, your office is all. Now my little girl wants to get in the mix. Well, She's yeah, a little you messed jealous. up. Of course. So, But in a few weeks, we'll get her in here. And she'll, she got some funny crap on me, too, that she always... Good. Like yeah, she's, she's older, smarter, wiser. Yes. Will she curse on the podcast? I think she will. She'll probably be a little embarrassed, too, but I think for you guys, she yeah, probably she'll, would. Yeah, she'll break it out. She yes. likes to make fun of my driving, right? So It's really scary. So she, she's We've very, talked about it before. Sims, every time I'm in the car with him, I think he's going to kill somebody. Yeah, I'd like to. I don't drive. I try not to. He just said, I'd like to kill somebody. <laughs> yeah. It is episode 120. As I've said, I'm only giving one name, Brian Dawkins, every other 20 Going for second place. Oh, I know. Yeah, Barry Sanders should be second to Brian Dawkins. Uh, Barry Sanders, Billy Sims. Let's see. What are the 20s we missing out there? I honestly didn't look any up because I'm only yeah. doing Brian Hold Dawkins. Hold on. What are the 20s are we thinking? Um, Joe Morris, my dad's old running back, is a 20 that I always think about. Sure. Uh, any DBs in football right now of that course. are wearing 20? I'm not looking it up. I know. Out of respect <laughs> to Brian Dawkins. Like, I got no 20s on no. Rutgers. So. It's really, that, because you said it, I can crank out the thanks Reddit segment. Uh, SD Vega asked a question on Reddit. Would Barry Sanders be a good running back in today's NFL? My favorite response was Raul Puke, who said, nah, man, Barry Sanders is like 48. He's probably not in shape. <laughs> I really like. But Barry Sanders in today's NFL, yes. I mean, I feel like he'd be good in any era. Of course. I mean, he's, he's LaShawn McCoy, right? Except he's quicker and faster. What was his size, like height, weight on Barry? Oh, that's a good question. I think Barry, if you look it up, which Josh, you should look it up. I think he's like 5'10", 220. That's amazing. Stand by, yeah. Ghost Rider. Because I think of Legs him as Legs and ass, like, extraordinaire. I think of him as like 5'6", 160. 5'8", yeah. 200. Okay, 5'8", That's a really 200. good size. It's it like is. a Devontae Booker. I think like Barry Sanders, the other thing that people- He has great hands, too. He, he was in the run and shoot, so he could catch it yeah. well enough. 
The other thing I think that people don't like that's amazing about Barry Sanders that I think always gets overlooked is he could it wasn't just the elite quickness. His long speed was legit. Right. Like he could go eighty or ninety. It wasn't Le'Veon Bell who right. could stop on a dime but could get caught in right. forty yards. Like even LaShawn. I think LaShawn's amazingly yes. quick. He's only gonna go forty or fifty. I don't think Zeke. he can go eighty. Zeke is going Zeke 80. can go eighty, yes. Yeah. But that's special. And he he has a pair of legs and ass like Zeke. There is nobody with a other than so Jim Brown's highlight reel is really impressive. Uh but I, I think Barry Sanders has the greatest highlight reel. When he spun that guy. Oh, you're talking about the the playoff game against the Cowboys. And he literally made a guy spin. Yes. That was incredible. And also when you factor in his 2,000-yard season, I don't think he had over 100 yards in either of the first two games. I think you're right. I don't think he had 100 yards. He might not even have 100 yards combined. Got off to a slow start. I remember that. Because they were were like, like, "Let's, let's not run out of the eye anymore. Right. And then he comes out there and runs for 2,000 yards in, in essence, 14 games. And the Jets were the last game, right, if I remember correctly? Because it was playing here in New York. I remember watching it as a kid. So he is undeniably – where is he in your top running backs of all time? Top three, for sure. So it's him, Jim Brown. And Adrian Peterson. Gotcha. Those would be my top three. Um, Highlights, though, you're right. I think he's up there with anybody. AP's highlights, when you really sit down and watch, like, early AP, you go, oh, my gosh, I I saw someone post uh, Randy Moss – like they're like you'd have a hard time with most receivers filling out ten minutes. I'm pretty sure that Randy Moss catches just over forty yards was a ten minute long video. That's how many bombs he caught in his career. Yes, his his highlight reel is insane. It's insane. He was the first of the modern day freak we see at receiver. Over, he was the first. T.O. was before him. Oh well, yeah. I guess they were right. You're right. T.O. was a T.O. little bit, but T.O. came in a little raw. Right, he had the drop issues. Randy he had Moss all those kind from of problems. the first day. I mean, from the first day, you knew it. I mean, yes. I mean, there was there was talk about Randy Moss even before he was at Marshall. I mean, yeah. I heard in the football world about this freak from West Virginia who went was going to go to Notre Dame and then got kicked out of Florida State. And then when you finally saw him, you're like, oh my gosh, all this talk was was real. Um, and Randy's awesome, dude. He's the coolest. One of my favorite. He wore a twenty thousand dollar chinchilla jacket next to me on the plane every week. We had a road trip in Tennessee. The same jacket, same jacket, twenty thousand chinchilla. At least Whether 20. you're going to Phoenix, at or least twenty, New York. might have been a hundred thousand. I don't even know. Chinchilla is the most expensive, from what I've been told. But yes, what did what did he respond to you the first day that you were like, yo, what the hell are you wearing right now? I I, I didn't say no. You anything. were definitely like, you look fly. I, as I, hell. I said so. I was like, damn, Randy, and he's like, yeah, Sims. <laughs> you know, I gotta do it better. <laughs> Sims, Sims, you know, I got a little cash in my pocket. <laughs> Sims, I know how to keep it fly, Sims, and then. You know, so I had a great time with Randy. Randy and I had a really great relationship. It was, I would imagine he's at the point of his career where he's reflecting back. You're at a point where, like, you're finally healthy, and you're like, I don't know how much longer I have. He's got so great you, intellect. Oh. I was, of course, a pretty mature football-wise guy, so we had a lot of conversations just behind the scenes at practice, just watching ball. And we played – we had throwing catching contests every day. All right, so I'm going to go then. I'm going to skip ahead to what another guy that played on – for that same coach, Jeff Fisher. Yes. Do you hear what Vince Young's saying? Yes. All right, I'm not before, happy. Before I read it, yes. so there's Jeff Fisher stuff and there's Ryan Fitzpatrick stuff. When you heard Vince Young is talking shit, what, you're rolling your eyes. I'm rolling my eyes, yes. I, I, love, I, I had to talk about this on the radio yesterday. I love Vince. Vince is a really good dude. He's got a great heart. Both went to UT. Yep. I was there with him. He was a freshman. I was in Tennessee with him. He's one of the greatest college quarterbacks to ever play. Ever. I mean, ever. He's one of the greatest physical 
athletes I've ever been around, ever. I don't care about receiver, whatever it is. Like, so that's I, one of the best skinny, fat athletes. Oh, when time. I left Texas, I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. When I left Texas, I said, there's no fucking way Vince Young will play quarterback in the NFL because he couldn't get in and out of the huddle. But Vin, I was like, he's Vince was be a, a freshman when you were a senior. Yes. Okay. And we kind of brought him into our group and we let him hang out with so us. You just kind of said he's stupid. I well, I mean, I just didn't think he was cut out for quarterback. At the end of the day, I did what not think mean? it. I thought he was a wide receiver. I thought he was going to be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft at wide receiver. I mean, he was. we had Roy Williams on the team. He was built just like Roy Williams, who yeah. was the number seven pick of the draft. Was it? Uh, like I, he wasn't stupid. Plays? No, I just didn't think he was going to have the overall leadership, leadership discipline, okay. and consistent ability to throw the football at that point. And I think that was all accurate. I mean, to a degree. he was. But Vince had no problem picking up offenses in, in the NFL. When I was in Tennessee, smarts were not an issue, so I don't want to say that so he's his, stupid. So his first one about Ryan Fitzpatrick, I read it, and people were like, man, who's Vince Young? And I was like, look, I don't care who said it. He's completely accurate about Ryan Fitzpatrick quote is I'd see a quarterback and be like dude is garbage and I'm over here in the kitchen cooking turkey necks I hate to name drop but Ryan Fitzpatrick is still playing he leads the league in interceptions and he's still fucking getting paid I mean what the fuck is going on we've been saying this for years okay but Uh, but we've been saying something different we're not saying that we're not saying that we're not saying Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't deserve to be in the NFL. No. We have just said he doesn't deserve to be a fucking starting quarterback. And getting paid that level. But I do think that we've been saying for a long time there's a lot of guys in the NFL that we go, how is this guy, how is Sean Hill still in the NFL? How are these guys that, you know, who did who did the Seahawks sign instead of uh, – Colin Kaepernick? Oh, um, hold on a second. TCU? No, no, Trevor Boykin. Well, he's no. gotten in trouble. Well, he's another guy on no, Seattle. No, uh, hold on. I, I got to look. I'm, I'm blanking out. I got you. Austin, yeah, Austin Davis. Davis. Right, the Browns guy. Like, Austin Davis? Like, come on. The, the trick shot guy. Remember that guy? Yes. Well, it's like we've said many times, and you've documented it a lot. A lot of NFL teams right now don't want talented quarterbacks. We can't, we can't put the pressure on our starter to think that the backup's almost as talented. It's yeah. not fair. So well, I did agree with that. That's the shit why teams don't – I mean, players in the locker room don't like quarterbacks. The either. only thing I'll say about Ryan Fitzpatrick is every quarterback that's been with him loves him. So there is something – he is a documented good locker room guy – Right? Yes. Marshall, B. Mar- your guy B. Marshall loves him. B. Marsh loved him. Listen, this is where I get I get frustrated with just the overall. Like, first of all, Ryan Fitzpatrick deserves to be in the NFL. Right. There's no doubt about that. Right. He's done good things. He obviously does all the little things behind the scenes that coaches and organizations like the things that Vince didn't do. Right. So Vince can't get mad at him for that. Let's Vince. Vince was given other shots. Vince got paid five million dollars to go be the backup for the Philadelphia Eagles. He didn't do well. He In got fact, to go to training camp the next year with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. He didn't do well, so he was given those opportunities. And uh, in fact, he was the one that started the dream, the dream team, team, and I I really resent him for that. But yes. the other thing, it's he he took a lot of shots at your guy Jeff Fisher. Yes. Uh, saying Fisher leaked private discussions the two of them had to the media, saying Fisher told the pilot of the team plane to take off without Young the day before a road game during Young's rookie year, even though Young told Fisher he'd be a couple minutes late and Fisher had held the plane for other players. Fisher falsely told people that Young was suicidal. Fisher banned Young from team meetings the week after Young walked off the sideline. And it's funny, I'm hearing all this, and I'm like, I understand why Fisher did all these things, except for the suicidal thing. Right, but listen... It just sounds like Vince hasn't owned up to no any accountability. Of his yes, that's yeah. exactly it. Right, that's all there is to it. And I would, say, I said that to Vince when I was playing with him in Tennessee. Uh, it's just, and I would say it to him now. Like, well, why go there? First of all, you can't get mad at 
Fisher leaking a story in a private discussion, and now you're doing the same thing. Right. Right? Um, you know, the team leaving without you, no, that was one thing Jeff Fisher was always adamant about. Like, Vince wanted superstar treatment with that story there. Jeff would leave you. It was like he Jeff was loose and made football as fun as any coach I was ever around, which is another thing he took a shot at Jeff Fisher was saying yeah. he made football not fun. No, you're not going to get a better – fun coach than Jeff Fisher. It's why they don't haven't always performed well. It's because maybe right. it's a little too fun. He's Buddy Ryan. Right. Um, so, the, 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 listen, the suicidal thing, there was always talk that people in Vince's side of his family. Yeah, mom. the mom apparently had quotes around that time saying exactly. he's hurting inside and out. Right. So. All right, uh, let's move so, on. So, but there was all that. But I don't like how he took the shots at Fisher. That, that, did, that bothered me. Uh, and, yeah, Vince just needs to take a little accountability why, with that situation. Why were you the person in Tennessee to say something to Vince? Because I was um, the veteran 30-year-old quarterback gotcha. who had been around a little bit. And Fisher was Fisher loved me because I was a great locker room guy, right? <laughs> I mean, seriously. And I was a gym rat. And he knew that we had, like, six Texas guys on the team. And he knew that I could kind of keep everybody on task. Like, yeah. let's let's rally the troops. And Vince – Listen, Vince, like I said, great heart, as good as they come as a person. He had a really tough upbringing. I mean, no upbringing. And he had a lot of hanger honors and a lot of outside influences in his life. And then he becomes a huge star at Texas, which is like being Michael Jackson. Because yep. if you're the star at Texas, you're the, you're the fucking man. I mean, in that state especially. So I would come in certain days. And just to give you a quick story, like here, I always knew there was something wrong with the day because when I'd walk in the locker room, Vince would be on the phone, and I'd be like, oh, shit. He's on the phone at 7.15 in the morning, and we're already, in, we're already in crisis management, and we just woke up. And one day, I got him orchestrated with Tom Condon to be because his, his uncle was his agent at one point. But then you know, he finds out one day that like, you know, he's got 18 cars in the Houston area that he didn't know about. Uh, yeah, because he had kind of given, I think, some access to his agent and maybe his mom and a few people to his money. And they went out and bought cars for themselves. Uh, so there's a Damn. lot of issues there. Right. So before everybody just jumps on Vince, Vince has a good heart. He just hasn't always had the, the yeah. greatest people leading him in the right direction. Uh, I wasn't planning on going here, but I actually have to ask Fentrick about this, too. Story came out today. Clinton Portis uh, was going to kill his financial manager. Uh, because of Jesus. some stuff that happened. So according to a story of Sports Illustrated, Portis uh, was his former manager. Portis made $43 million during his career, um, but most of it was either spent or lost through bad investments and alleged withdrawals from his accounts without his consent. He filed a lot of lawsuits against one of his former advisors who apparently was caught up in a, cons- a Ponzi scheme. Portis said he was sitting outside a building with a gun and had to be talked out of shooting the man by a friend. Quote, it wasn't no beat up, it was kill, and that we'd probably be doing this interview from prison. Now, you actually, Fendrick, worked with Clinton Portis. Yeah, I worked with, I, I think I've told you about this, but I worked with Clinton at the ACC Digital Network. Yes, I and remember. Clinton actually lived across the street from me uh, in Charlotte. He had an, a, a nice condo, and I was in my crappy little apartment uh, fresh out of college. Drove Clinton to work a couple times because he did not have a car in Charlotte. Uh, so he would call me and I would pick him up and bring him over. Uh, I was definitely not involved in the personal details of his life at that point. But it was very clear. And there have been a ton of articles written about like the houses that he's had uh, foreclosed in Florida. Right. He was uh, he was frivolous with his money. Yes. Right? yes. He's had a lot of issues yes. over the last five years. When you like, hear this, years. what do you think? 
I mean, Clinton was a super nice dude. He like hearing someone hearing him say that he was going to go and kill someone just blows my mind. But I think that would blow my mind no matter who it is. But like, Clinton was a really nice guy, yeah. totally normal to hang out with and yeah. shoot the shit with. What would your guys' thoughts be though if you found out somebody stole like half of your worth or more well, than half I was your at, worth? I was at my guy. Like, Mitch's, what would your? I was in California this week. I was at my guy Mitch's house, and for some reason, we decided to watch um, what's the the show on HBO. Ballers. Yes. And the first episode was about a guy losing half of The Rock's money in an investment. I mean, I would, yeah, I would want to kill somebody. Yeah. I mean, I watched the Bernie Madoff thing, and I, and those guys, you know, they have hundreds of millions of dollars. And I, look, I am a kind of person that I don't have an accountant that like that. I don't have a money manager. Um, and it's really scary to think, I, one, I'm paying you to trust your opinion. And two, the fact that you could be screwing me over or you don't know what you're doing either. Yeah. I'll put it in my mattress like two chains. Yeah. Like I don't want to. I don't want to trust you guys like that. Goes on a lot. I know my dad. My dad's first agent in the NFL stole money from him. Really? Uh, in yes. what way? Yeah. I. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how exactly. Man. I don't know the details, but I know that's always what he's told I, me. I just always go. How does the NFL PA not have a list of people and go? You got to work with these guys. Yeah. I, like I mean, sanctioned they people. They do. They really do have sanctioned people, but, I mean, there's a lot of people that are sanctioned, and, of course, just because you're sanctioned doesn't yeah. mean you're a dirtbag behind the scenes anyway. So. Yeah, we're not, you're only going to become unsanctioned by, when we finally figure exactly. it out. Exactly. So, uh, man, that's a tough one. I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, certainly be, I would want to beat his ass. That would go through my yeah. head. But we're talking about, hey, listen, again, it, Florida guys don't fuck around. Let's they just say not. that. They don't mess around. I played with a lot of Florida guys. Um, I would say – the the guys from the Florida hood are just tougher than all the other hoods. You really think so? I do. That's my right, number so one. Toughest hoods, me- toughest hoods. You got New York. Yep. I bet you Detroit's got some crazy hoods. Yep. We know Chicago. Chicago, Louisiana, L- L.A. Con- see, and this is almost that was the one that scares me the New most. New Orleans is New Orleans because, legit. Because if I'm I I when I was in Nebraska, they bowed about it, Shawty. People used to say to me all the time, "God, aren't you afraid being in a major city?" There's a lot of people. Maybe one of them will help me. There's cops all over the place. When I was in Nebraska, I'd say, I'm worried about one of you motherfuckers dragging me out to the cornfields, and nobody knows i Nobody knows, right. And I'll tell you what's scary in the cornfields, the bayou. <laughs> like, the old, like, I have seen True Detective. That shit is scary as hell. It is. I've been there, man. It's scary. Yeah, I, I've met some New Orleans it's guys It's the ugliest in my life. state in America. I just would say that. <laughs> it really so no is. Offense. Well, it's just I mean, marsh and, yes, like, flat just and wet hot as hell. Just wet bugs flying around. Right, yeah. So one thing that I also think is disgusting is the NFL Top 100 list. Mm. I want to give us all high fives for not talking about it at all. Yep. Uh, we think it's crap uh, because it just doesn't make sense every year. Uh, and the top 10 officially came out. Yes. Uh, and a lot of people were, were debating it. Uh, I'll read the top 10 here. Please so we go. are going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it really quick just because it's over. We didn't give it press and all that stuff. Number one was Brady, two was Von Miller, three, Le- uh, three excuse me, Julio Jones, four, Antonio Brown, which is wrong, five, Khalil Mack, six, Aaron Rodgers, seven, Zeke, eight, Odell, nine, Le'Veon Bell, ten, Matt Ryan. Yes. I saw uh, your guy, uh, Peter Schrager, saying it's a crime that Matt Ryan's not number one, and he's number ten. Matt Ryan wasn't ranked last year. And my take when I first heard it was Matt Ryan shouldn't be ten; he shouldn't be ten. Not in my this eyes. Is, it, I remember the remember the discussion during the MVP. It was I know that he has the stats to get it, but this is Kyle's offense, 
and he's just executing, and he is amazing for executing. That's why we wanted to give him Offensive Player of the Year. Right. But Aaron Rodgers is too low. Of course. I mean, I don't know what you know, listen. Do you uh, want to see the list? Is there any? Yeah, let me see the list. Right Let's just look at the teams. Just look at the teams. Look at the list. This right here. Yeah. Uh, it, it is uh, – I guess what I want us to say is this. People think players really know what's going on in the NFL. If there's 53 guys in a locker room, five really are only – like maybe 10 are really paying attention to football across the NFL. So I don't like that the NBA voters the are writers and right. they control MVP. I didn't like that on Monday night. Yes. I don't like in the NFL that it's the players. Who should be voting on this stuff? Well, I mean, I think scouting office scouting should be voting for all of it. If we're gonna, if it was legit, especially for like MVP, this is just a fun thing that the NFL Network does. Yeah. So yeah, I don't get as angry it like with it's it. the official. They one. do. They get, and I want to be like, do you know how many defensive tackles I played with that literally didn't know the quarterback of the team we were playing that week until they got the scouting report, and then they want to go, oh. Well, he said that guy's number five. He must be five. He plays football. He touched him. You it, sacked him. I mean, him. no, it's just not that way. It's it's this. Who fra- who on this top ten do you think does not deserve to be it over here? Uh listen, I gotta say that I'm pretty. I'm pretty. The top ten for me. Okay. I have no problems with. I really don't. I think at the end of the day, the only big the big issue I would I would put Matt Ryan out of the top ten, and I would put Aaron Donald in there somewhere. Aaron yeah, Donald is definitely 15. one of the ten best players in football. I think that's the one Drew that's Brees most egregious. is listed here as 16. Yeah, like Dak Prescott at 14. Dak Prescott wouldn't be the top 14 quarterbacks in the NFL in my ranking, let alone the 14th player in the NFL. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? That's stupid shit. A lot of people are asking if Dak is going to have an RG3 type of... Well, I mean, right now he's got nowhere to go but down. He's the greatest fucking thing ever to play in Dallas. Now it's he's got nowhere to go down. So that drives me crazy. To say that Dak Prescott... Should be ranked ahead of Drew Brees Matt and Stafford's Russell Wilson. 31. Exactly. That's where I was going to go with it. And those guys, like, are you kidding me? Do you do people really think that the Cowboys wouldn't have gone 13 and 3 with those other quarterbacks? I mean, come on. That's just that's what drives me crazy about the whole thing. I don't I always question the the I have no problem with Von Miller being two. I got no problem with Brady being one. Sure, great. Yeah. Only thing I always question is, I mean, how many great defensive players have we had on our podcast, and they always say Aaron Rodgers is the best player they've played against. I yeah. mean, it's unanimous. We got a tweet uh, coming off the last episode from Justin McGovern where he said, I'm pretty sure I can hear C. Sims QB actually pounding the table when talking about player contracts, and I was just going to say you were just slamming the table talking oh, about that we, top ten list. This podcast is all about the players, and I, we, our two philosophies are players first and and rich white owners second <laughs> that but also like figuring out who is actually good and and trying to like provide context yes. to all this stuff yes, that is mike some... evans tweeted about this a this list crazy how the mvp coming at 10 y'all stop playing with people just because you win an award doesn't mean you're the best player in the nfl well i mean I, the nba just proved it i thought kevin durant was the best player in the nba now but for some reason he was ninth in the mvp voting what's well, i don't get it where they got but LeBron, know, LeBron wasn't even in the top three. Gosh, what awful. did you what did you think of the NBA, uh, the whole award show? It's stupid. <laughs> you know why? Because the NBA is not even fucking relevant right now. What? Why? What? Why would you do bullshit? The, Phil Jackson got fired. And but the city's why going crazy. Would you do Chris the, Paul just got traded to the Rockets. The draft just happened. But still, the heat, the, the the hype about basketball. Why wouldn't you do that? Like maybe in between the finals. 
and the conference finals. Isn't it just ratings? It's a, yeah, it's another way to just extend basketball. It's the same though. reason that we have the NFL honors. The night before the Super Bowl, when it's relevant. Did you watch the NBA awards show? I watched just a few. Or were you few. too busy watching the big three? I was watching more. Yeah, I ain't watching that. That's not happening. I will only watch some old guys that are, don't play anymore shoot 12-foot jumpers because they can't drive to the hoop and dunk anymore because they're fucking old. So did you watch it? No. I did. I mean, oh, I want to see AI cross over and be out of shape, uh, you know, at half of what he used to be. They were kind of in shape. Yeah, whatever. You're not interested in AI versus, like, Jason Williams? Like, you wouldn't want to watch that? You wouldn't want to watch White Chocolate versus AI? Nope. How's White Chocolate doing? So, hold on, if they were, he was good. He's out for six to eight months. I know he got hurt, but he was good (laughs) before that. No, I'm not watching Washed Up Husbands. I mean, why? But what? flag football, NFL crap. I ain't watching any of it. I don't give a damn. You played in the league. I watched you when you were there. Now I'm not gonna go buy a ticket or turn the TV on to go. Let me see what 44 year old Allen Iverson looks like. You're oh. not. You're really not curious at all. Not at all. I love NBA basketball. That I don't like. I just think the timing of the MVP vote and all that gotcha. was bad. I don't like that. Uh, so speaking of the flag football, man, I'm very disappointed. I was going to ask if you wanted to go to some big three games with me. Uh, let's play. I'll go with you, Lefko. Thank the you, Olympics brother. big three games, I'll go. Let's play. Uh, that's going to be awesome. That will be awesome. Be fun. Yeah. Let's play Sims's raw reaction uh, where I show Sims something that he I, either has seen and I just haven't heard his take on it or something I likely hasn't seen. First one up is from the Flag Football League, and it is uh, – hold on. That's Mike Vick there. This is Michael Vick. Uh, One thing I know is he could still throw it. Let me show you. He'll Have be, you seen this bomb? He'll be 60, and he's going to be able to still throw it better than, like, Blake Bortles right, in half Mike the NFL. Vick. It's just effortless, the throwing motion, isn't it? It's pure. It's it's really it's beautiful to watch. Actually, as an ex thrower, it's it comes from like here, it's, like it, from behind his shoulder, just like kind of flicks up. It's flicks. It's it's amazing. He's I mean, one that, of the gifted throwers I ever saw in person in my life. And I mean, I I've, I've been around a lot of them. Uh, so while we talk about that, thoughts on the flag football league? Uh, I again, I just don't care. I just you know, listen. I I watched you, Mike, when you were playing in the NFL. Because it, it's, it's look, I look at Mike Vick and Allen Iverson as like carbon copies of each other mm-hmm. in terms of the movements they did in their respective sports. Like I up. still want to watch Mike Vick. He went out there and he threw for five hundred and forty-seven yards and eight touchdowns. Yes, yes. It's, I I mean, I'd I'd want to see him. Just can he run in this league, or you have to stand there? How do they do it? I did. Do they count Mississippi? I got five, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, like, It looks like there's a circle down here that kind of goes away. Oh, and it's like a clock. He yeah. has to get it off then. Okay. Uh, yeah, but you I really just, don't care. No, nah, I really Do you don't. Care, would you rather watch? Dude, I didn't watch the AFC-NFC Pro Bowl. You think I'm going to turn this on? Would I mean, you, the, oh, the Pro Bowl is a flag football game, so I, I got it. Would there. you rather watch Mike Vick play flag football or an Allen Iverson play three-on-three? Three? Mike Vick. Okay. Yeah. Because at least Vic throwing. At least Vic is still going to be throwing at a level where you go, wow, that's like unreal throw. That's unreal zip. What a spiral. Like and a Iverson, NFL, you're like, this is sad. Uh, his 30-inch vertical is not that impressive, and his slow crossover is just not that cool anymore. Yeah, that's right. the way I feel about it. Uh, all right. Second, uh, Sims' raw reaction. You're very tan right now. Uh, that's my first He's looking for reaction. Golden. 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 <laughs> Vegan. Feeling great. <laughs> Ten days in. <laughs> Uh, second one is LeVar Ball oh, shit. on WWE Raw. Uh, there's nothing Sims loves more than a little body evaluation. And guess what, Sims? LeVar Ball took the old shirt off. He did. I saw this picture already. I didn't hear all the things he said. Not bad. 
It's kind of a fake pump. It's a fake pump because all you got to do is look at his back. See his back? His back is just not that muscular. He's got like my back. Yeah. So he's, he's, he knew he was doing this about a month, and he's hit the bench press a few times just so he could look good for that part. And he was probably doing curls right before he went out. I, I mean, something. Uh, okay, Push-ups. fine. Like, that's but, that's but, great. I wouldn't be mad at him. I would do the same I thing. I would do the same thing, too. Yeah. I'm cranking out at least I'd have been 20. doing like, do you have a curl bar, and I need a bench, and let me max out here. When I was in California, I right before I went to the beach this weekend, if you don't think that I was doing curls and a few shoulder presses just to get the thing. Things pumping, huh. you gotta look good. But wait, did it surprise you what he looks like with a shirt off, or did it was it what you expected? I, you know, it was about where I expected. I guess he had a little more chest muscle than I expected to him. Would to you call him ripped? No, neither would I. I, I saw people around this office saying, "I can't believe he's ripped." I go, "Well, you're built like a little eight year old." Well, that's right. You gotta, so. you gotta you gotta take into account who's a, who's judging that. Yeah. Also. I mean, it just to me weird. Also, I mean, that's that's the first. I don't, I don't know. Listen, they're what, they're what, obviously what? that's the first appearance you're going to make at the Staples Center if you're Lonzo Ball and you're doing WWE. I just I don't think it's a good look. I think it's an amazing look. I, I, I mean, it's obviously it's got attention. We're talking about it once again. It's and then the one brother said the N word, right? Yeah, but and you everybody know what? picked it up. I don't care. I don't care because Vince McMahon has said the N word on that show. Is that right? In a joke. Yeah, I saw some posts about it. Damn. And the, and WWE released a statement saying that doesn't reflect our more like our, our ethos. Hey, I don't care. Black people are allowed to say it in my book. No, I think in any book. I don't, I, yeah, I mean, I, but good to know in the Sims. Well, I just Sims don't. I don't. Race well, I think there's like some people I always hear that are like, well, they say it in the rap songs and things like this, yeah, and then they no. expect, you know, like okay, but all right. Last know. thing for Sims's raw reactions are these nuptial photos oh of Bill Belichick. <laughs> Have are you they seen getting married? Uh, actually, so this is for it's for a Nantucket magazine. It was a romantic. That's photo where he shoot. is right now, Nantucket, posing for photos with his longtime girlfriend Linda Holiday. It's uh. going to be an N magazine for people listening at home. I'm just going to kind of go. Oh my oh god! Oh my gosh, Nantucket! So he's totally gone. So the, I'm looking at, at a pose. Co- he's got like a blue steel. Uh, we're going to scroll down. It's more blue steel with uh, walking through a field. Um, this one sitting there smiling as she's on his lap. Uh, what do you think of the outfit here? I mean, Johnny Prepster here. It's as it's as well as I've ever seen him dressed. Right there, I've never seen him dressed better than that. Uh, I just I can't believe he took these photos. I, it it tells you that he's turning a page in his life. He must really love this woman. I mean, she's she was he was dating her when I was there. She's a great girl. Oh, you've actually met oh, her. Oh, I've met her. She really is. She's cool. She's got a lot of life. She would be around the facility. And he's wearing a lot of makeup in this photo. He too. definitely is. Yes. So this is a hundred percent her asking him. I would think so. Putting the pressure on, like to. Do you think that she had to convince, or do you think that she went up to him right after the confetti was falling and was like, "Can we take the photo?" He's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever," and then like kept celebrating. No, I think she, convincing, 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 and he finally just oh. Okay. I'll do so wait, this you're saying thing. he's turning the page? What page was he on, and what page is he going? Man, to? he was total curmudgeon, and now he's lesser curmudgeon. Uh, it's unbelievable. I just can't imagine do. him ever doing that, like five, ten years ago, like never, like doing that. So maybe he's uh, getting a little more heartfelt in his old age. I love it. I think it's ridiculous. Uh, let's go to one other thing for New England before we get to Twitter. I'm so used to seeing Bill in shorts. A button-down shirt with, like, the top three buttons and his burly chest hair hanging out and some Birkenstocks. That's that's Bill Belichick and me. That's how you'd walk in the facility. We were talking about Iverson earlier. I heard this information, and I'm curious what your thoughts are. Iverson has a lifetime contract with Reebok. How much do you think he gets paid a year? Well, 
Okay, wait. They saved a bunch of his money, right? I, I'm going to ask that second. How much okay. do you think he makes a year from Reebok? Eight million. I'll go fifteen million. Eight hundred thousand dollars a year, which I thought was a lot, and then you guys made it seem like not a lot by guessing. <laughs> well, I just I only reason I guessed high is because I thought when I remember I read the and story that he has they a trust money. fund. Okay, that's accessible when he's fifty five. Oh, that he gets thirty two million dollars wow. from Reebok. From Reebok. That's, That's how you great. get these players. That's like James Harden got like a $200 million contract. LeBron James got a $1 billion lifetime contract by Nike. That's awesome that Reebok did that for him. Uh, I mean, to be smart there. I mean, listen, my my, I, I've met AI real quick once. I've hung out with a few of his homies. Um, brand new being one of them. Brand new guy. RIP, brand new. He's yeah. dead now. Okay. Uh, That's but, what RIP means. But the, the uh, <laughs> Shore Club, Miami, Florida. When I'm playing in Tampa, so you've already partied with Arturo Gotti. Yes, now this is another. Miami. This is what I'm still a in different my, trip to Miami. People love that story, by the way. Well, I heard I'm, a lot about Gotti. I'm in ma- I'm in male horrorville here at this time. Okay, so what does that mean? I, means that it's the weekend and I got no practice in the spring and I'm going to drive down to Miami and find me some ladies. That's and, what and, I, and what we learned about you is that you stand against the wall and wait for them to approach you. <laughs> apparently, but you definitely would get approached. Would you? Uh, how many? Well, at back, that time, back definitely. in your man whore days, yes. would would you go up to people or would they come up to you? We always had people around. Yeah, they usually came up to me every now and then, I guess. Uh, but yeah, Poor it's, life. it's Poor not. Life, it's, huh? It is. It's not even fair at times at that point <laughs> in your life. What a douche! It's not fair. Uh, but I'm walk so I'm in the short club. I've gone down there with like two friends, and we're walking in from a late night in Miami, right? And it's like three in the morning. the The lobby is packed, packed. AIs just decide to make the party in the lobby. That's awesome. I mean, he's just having a. All his friends got Cristal, and they're drinking out of there. Lamar Odom's there. I'm hanging out with Lamar, talking to him, but. That was my first taste of like, oh wow, he's got all these people around him, and it looks like he's paying for all of them. Yeah, like watch out. It's and apparently yeah. now we know. Uh, one thing I want to talk to while we're talking about New England uh, Gronk, uh, they were doing a roast of Big Poppy. Did you hear this? I did hear about it. Uh, so he said some off-color things. Do you know them? Do we I know ha- them? I have them. Cool. Uh, addressing Anthony Mackie, who is a uh, black actor who plays the Falcon in Captain America and Avengers movies. Yes. Quote, He's also 42, right? Isn't he? The Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. He, yeah. I think he was also James Brown. I think you're right. I think he's both. Uh, quote, that's the black guy, you know, who can even fly when he's not being chased by cops. That's his superpower. Uh, and then he also said, do you know why Jews play football? To get their quarterback, you cheap fuck. <laughs> now. I never heard that one. What's amazing to me is. Yes. It was at a roast. Yeah. You're allowed to fucking talk like that at a roast. Yes. Absolutely. Like, I have seen uh, that uh, that that female comedian on Comedy Central, Lisa... Yeah, Silverman or... Uh, Sarah you're talking Silverman about Sarah Silverman. And yeah. Lisa Lampanelli. I mean, she's talking about, like, the grossest stuff ever. Sex stuff, always. And, and I've also seen, like, tweets from Katie Nolan that was there. It was like, look, we were all there, and it it wasn't cringeworthy. That's what you do at a roast. And they just didn't feel comfortable, I guess, airing it on TV. Um, I don't know. I, I don't have a problem with it. I don't either. And I'm Jewish. And, like... I've heard that joke my entire life. Like, my first thought was, like, can we get a writer for Gronk and him not go to, like, jokes.com and, like, look up, like, football Jew, joke. Jew, football Jew joke and, like, take first one. Like, that's what he did. It looks like it. You're right. I never heard that one, though. I never, you never know. heard it get the quarterback? I no, mean, it writes itself. I, mean, I don't know. Fuck. Sorry, I didn't know. Well, I didn't. I don't have any Jewish jokes. I don't know. So, that, no, I don't. I didn't you know don't that one. You don't have any Jewish jokes. 
No. All right. I really did not off the top of my head. I, I think that's racist. <laughs> I don't have any wasp jokes either. Yeah, uh, the wasps are horrible. We, we get sued. Hey, so wait. Um, I do. I mean, it, it is crazy. I guess your roast. You are supposed to go there. I don't know. Roast though. Also, athletes going the race the racism route. I, I guess I get it. Why they like? It's one thing for a comedian to do that. They some they get a free pass, but I, I don't know. Athletes don't get that free pass. I guess. I don't understand the comedian free pass. So like the whole thing with Bill Maher, yeah. when he said the N word. He's like, "That's a comedian. That's what I do. I'm allowed to say no, whatever." It's I like, okay, that. well then you know what? He went too I'm far. a comedian, and I'm going to say whatever I want, and you can't. Okay, get in trouble. Right. I'm a comedian. It's for laughs. Yeah, I just I, I don't understand. I don't get it. that either. Uh, my second thing was more proof again that Grunk Thank can get you. away with anything. That's where I was going to go. Yeah. Like, what would happen? Yeah, I, I think there would be more else. backlash. If, if, if Martellus Odell, Bennett was there, do you think that would be we get the same reaction? Like, oh, it's just Gronk being Gronk. We're going to pull it off TV, but it's just it's just it, Martellus being Martellus. If Odell was at a, a thing oh, for Eli, shit, what? That'd be over. Eli, you country ass cracker. Odell is getting into the <laughs> right. He's getting into the like LeBron James. We're going to hold you to a different standard than everybody else category. Uh, speaking of LeBron, Phil Jackson oh. basketball. Uh, Knicks fan, what do you think? Well, you're, a, a, you're a Nets fan? I'm more of a Nets fan. Yes. Like, He's a Jersey guy. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I, I can't. used to go hang out at Continental Airlines. I did. I had, we had season tickets. Did uh, you? I did. I saw Jordan play uh, last year. He was at the Bulls. No shit. I was sitting in the front cool. row on the floor. That was a special moment. What did you um, think of What do you think of Chris Paul going to the Rockets? Uh, I don't understand how that's going to work. I don't either. We just yeah. celebrated James Harden being a point guard, and now we're going to bring in this guy. I mean, guy. James Harden, I, I would say, is more crafty with the ball than Chris Paul. I'd rather have James Harden run, run in the point. I don't like Chris Paul, so that's my first issue. I don't either. Yeah, I don't know what He's it is. He's punched too many dudes in the balls. It's just a little too... It's just, I don't know, something not genuine about him in my eyes. I Maybe also, I'm wrong. I also look up guys on Google, uh, type in Chris Paul cheating at spades, and, like, he has, like, a spades tournament, and there's, like, an insane amount of pictures of him, like, holding his cards and, like, looking at other people's cards. Yeah. I, that's that's how I think of Chris Paul. Like, a guy that's like, oh, what's up, man? Good to see you. And turns around, he's like, bitch. Like, I just, I feel like he talks behind people's backs, and I don't know. That's the vibe I get. Yeah, well, what's the problem out there? I don't, you know, what's their problem out there? Yeah, how when I hear, when I hear Blake that's Griffin it. and all these guys saying they don't want to play with Chris yes, Paul. right. Uh, all right, let's get to Twitter, Jay. Twitter Phil was questions. a disaster, though. Phil was a disaster. Disaster. I mean, it just it had to go. I'm trying to think of who else in the NFL was like Phil, seen as like a guaranteed home run, and then just completely, whether it's a front office guy or a, a head coach, that happens a lot. There is some out there. There's just not a ton of guys that were players that move into those roles. No, there's not. Um the one thing I'm a little annoyed with the whole Phil thing, just because I've had to really stay in track of this because of like the radio crap I'm doing, but his the 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 fact that if they listen to Porzingis on this, like listen, I don't think that's what it was. I mean, Porzingis was a there was a lot of rumors here in New York that he was behind the scenes trying to get Phil out the door. I just watched Porzingis in a documentary on ESPN where he basically told me he doesn't even understand America, and he's still dealing with the stardom and understanding but the NBA. Enough. But he's crafty enough to run the Knicks now. So that makes me – I, think, I think he's overrated. I, uh, you think he's overrated? Yeah, I do. I think he's overrated. But we've are, in New York, he's been anointed that he's Dirk Nowitzki so far. I think he's incredible. I think he hits an open jumper when he's there. I got a lot of questions about Have the athletic ability. He's 7'3". I know it's, that. It's, it's magical Okay, to watch someone that tall – 
He it's a, he has he's one of the few guys that has an unblockable shot. I get that. I look at him. I look at Giannis. I look at Carl Anthony Towns. I look at Embiid, and like those are guys where I go, I'm not moving them. No, like, okay. I'm, I'm figuring oh, out. Oh, see, I would move. I would have moved him. Like if they if they were to like trade me Paul George, I'd have shipped him out. We don't know what he's going to be yet. We don't know. He stinks on defense. I know that. Ah, he's pretty good at blocking shots. So, I mean, he's 7'3". I mean, he sticks his fucking hand up. It's on the yeah. net. You were very happy with the Twitter Yeah, questions. we got a lot of great questions this week. Uh, I will start with Mark Bajan at 007 Sports, longtime friend of the podcast. A big topic on Twitter right now is how Derek Carr isn't worth $125 million because of his yards per attempt. Oh. Please explain to the people why that isn't really what determines whether someone is worth. He has everything else that you want, and if you watch him play, it's all there. Yards per attempt is a thing. That is what's being discussed, according that, to Bajan on Twitter. Man, all you got to do watch last year is watch Derek Carr. I mean, they threw a ton of balls down the field. So are they like thinking he's a nickel and dimer. I mean, they they were as aggressive as we were always amazed in big situations. It'd be yeah. like third and two, and they throw it forty yards down the field. Fourth and one. Fourth and one against the Chargers. Fade. Thirty yard fade to Crabtree. Right. But but I have heard people question Derek Carr worth it. And I, I I don't understand. It does what well, it, it listen. He's certainly one of the ten best quarterbacks in football. I mean, the NFL players just voted him as the fourteenth best player in the whole league. So what? That's not I think enough. Carr was eleventh. Eleventh. So uh, Dak was fourteenth. It's the way it goes for the contracts. We have to stop looking at players as people, and that it is just inventory off a shelf. And when you're the next quarterback up or whatever position you're at. Yes, the going rate for a top 10 quarterback is $25 million a year. Next question. And Carr's a baller. I don't know what you can look at. I mean, they, they lose like five games last year yeah. if they don't have Derek Carr. He I was agree. clutch, athletic. Next question. Sorry. Pull up the teams in advance. Jack Farr at the Jack Farr. If you had to pick a team to banish from the NFL, which one would it be? And then which city would you start a franchise to replace it? Oh. So you get to banish one team from the NFL, and then you get to put an NFL team in a city. I mean, I, I want to banish Jacksonville, really. That's the first team I think of, even though I know they're going to be exciting this year. Yeah. And then city. Hold a on. city for an NFL team? Yeah. And Pull it, up the cities. <laughs> Pull up the map. Let's see the states. Hold on. There's some There's some. Oakland. Odd. <laughs> I'd like good. Oakland to have a team. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're missing some other major cities here. Hold San on. Diego. San Diego. <laughs> Very good. He's, he's all Lu- over St. Louis. They would be great with a team. Nah, fuck them. Nah, no, fuck I'm St. Louis. Hold on. I'm just trying I, to think. They, like, I, they, I feel really bad because San Diego, you could go, this has been coming for a long time. Oakland, they, they weren't willing to build a stadium, even though I don't think you should. St. Louis, their owner literally made his money from moving company and from marrying a woman that had a lot of money and he went I'm going to combine those two things and I'm going to take them to LA. It was just it's just fuck he's a dirtbag. Austin, Texas. That comes to my mind. Oklahoma City. I, I just feel like I'm missing we're missing another like kind of All a, right, think about it, we'll come back to yeah. it. Uh Peter Edwards at Peter E 1995. What is the hardest thing for a rookie to adapt to when coming into the NFL? Verbiage is my guess. Along those lines. Speed. Yeah, just the overwhelming in-depth of schematics and now that there's no winklings. You know, there's just in college, I don't care what college you went to. You went to Florida State, you went to Michigan, Ohio State. There's going to be a few guys where, hey, as good as, yeah, they are Division One football players, but they'll never even sniff an NFL field. And then you get to the NFL. That was the biggest thing for me, right? I, I think I've told you guys this. I was not amazed 
I, Gruden's playbook was like, holy crap. And then I was not amazed by the skill guys because, like, I played with fast guys. We had first-round corners and first-round receivers. But what I was more amazed was I was dropping back to pass, and, like, everybody was like Julius Peppers. I was just like, holy shit, everybody's big. Everybody's fast as hell. Everybody's disciplined. Yeah, that was the biggest adjustment for me, just being in the pocket and going, damn, everybody's bigger and faster. And calm down. Just stay in here and go through your reads. Yeah, it's really funny when you think about it, when you hear people say they have to get adjusted, quarterbacks have to get adjusted to the speed out there, and everyone thinks they're talking about corner safeties and linebackers. No, every freaking guy is a dancing bear on the defensive yes. line, and the pockets close so fast. So That's the speed you're it really, really is. Used I mean, there's just the fact of you snapping the ball. I can still have, like, even thinking of practice against Warren Sapp. I used to be like, he'd be over the ball, and I'd be like, Damn, is he? Is my center really gonna be able to snap me this ball before Warren Sapp can hit me and get me? Can he do this? Yeah. And you know he did it. But AP at APET ninety six. What are your thoughts on how the NBA draft compares to the NFL draft as a spectacle? NFL draft a lot more exciting in my opinion. I think the NBA yes. draft is more exciting in the top ten. And then I think after that, the NFL draft is much more exciting because we've seen a lot of guys in the third round, the fourth round, like there's stories every year. There's more places. But like like this year, there were there were nine guys in the NBA draft that we think could be impact players. I mean, the amount of guys that get taken like 14th that you never hear from again, the 14th player in the NFL draft is a baller. Right. Well, the rookie, uh, the all pro, all rookie team had a second round pick. It was like the first time since the 70s a second round pick has been on uh, Andrew what is. Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm yeah, Brogdon. yeah. He I went mean, uh, rookie of the year. Ro- and, and, yeah, he was on the all-rookie team, yeah. first team. But it was yeah, the first I mean, there's like, there's like 13 to 15 roster spots, so there's nowhere for these guys to go anyway. Yes. And the NFL, with attrition, injury, uh, availability, positions, roster size, 53, there's always more room. But I think – you know those like the top five in the NBA. Pretty awesome. Those could be you're talking LeBron type stuff. Yeah. You're talking you know Chris Bosh. You I, know the I, NFL. I still think the NFL is better even when I go top ten to top ten. I just feel like there's more unknown. Like anything you looked at before that draft, the top five went exactly as they the said. The NBA it was go. went according to plan. Right. Yeah. So that to me the, the NFL only thing, the only other balls. reason is we rarely see big trades in the NFL. Yeah. And the NBA, you could get like a Lamarcus Aldridge moving on draft day or you Jimmy know, Butler. Jimmy Jimmy Butler got traded on draft night. Yes. You know, that doesn't happen in the NFL. The only thing we saw was Chicago moving up a spot yep. to take Trubisky. Uh Gonzo Salt for Salt Lake City, Utah. I've heard, ama- yeah. I've heard amazing things about Salt Lake City. I mean, people always talk about it. Their fans for basketball are amazing. I mean, I would think they'd like football out there. I don't know. You don't know? Next question, Gonzo of, for like, Heisman. Running backs, and that's just not going to fly. <laughs> well, don't draft BYU players. Just get other players. It's just awesome. To, it's, it's not awesome. It is laughable to me that in the NBA draft, the Pacers and Utah both took a white guy. Like, I feel like it's every year Indiana and Utah are like, who's a good white guy we can take at this point? Really, really get the fans excited. Gonzo for Heisman at J Not Kitten. Uh, what is Sims' best or worst fan interaction story from his playing days? Oh. Anything jump out to you, either so not, good or not bad? Chicago making you Make cry, you cry as, as a kid, little kid. Yeah. but playing. Oh, gosh. I mean, I definitely get to sign a few breasts and things like that. Was there a favorite breast? I mean, Tampa had lots of big fake ones, so there was lots of naked sometimes breasts, and then other times like just the at t-shirt. the games. Yeah, like I'd walk out and like they'd be like, "I don't have anything to sign." Oh, just sign right here. 
And then would they follow that up with what do you? And you're like, I'm married. <laughs> oh yeah, all right, was married. Um, but like, what do you do with that? Do you do you not you shower? Just laugh? I don't know. What do you do either? You're was right. your wife there I for any like, of this? Sure. Yeah. Was, did your wife ever witness before? you sign a boob? Yeah, yeah, she has. And what did she say? Uh, I don't think she she just giggles. Whatever. I mean, it's just it's just part of gig. It's crazy craziness, man. Fan stuff. Gosh, I had so That's many ridiculous. good fan ones. You know, the Patriot fans were brutal. I loved it in a good way. I mean, being a New Yorker, I was ready for it. But when I went up there and played them and we were both playoff caliber teams, man, they let me have it all day. Uh, I guess my best fan story would be at Oklahoma State my senior year. We lost to Oklahoma the week before, right? And we were, like, number two, and they were number one in the country. And we went to Oklahoma State, and they just – first of all, Oklahoma State's field – literally has no sideline you guys have seen the stadium if you pulled up a picture yeah. you'd go like the corner of the end zone you'd be scared to throw your receiver because he's going to hit the wall it's like Definitely. cincinnati and yeah exactly oh yeah right it looks like that and then on the sidelines like you literally the it was like the white boundary five feet the bench three feet the fans were That's right behind you bedlam. and they would just i mean they killed me killed me you suck you threw picks against oklahoma you can't win the big game blah 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 well, old Chrissy threw six touchdown passes that day, <laughs> and Chrissy let him have it. Uh, yeah, I'm, still, I'm still a legend uh, in, in for my some of my ex-Longhorn teammates because we were at a point of the game, they had finally taken me out, right, because we were winning by like two so or three touchdowns. six touchdowns against Oklahoma I State. I threw six touchdowns against Oklahoma State. We're like number six in the country. They were kind of good, too. It was Les Miles, the head coach. Oh, well. And the guy, they're letting me have it, and I'm kind of just sitting there listening, and – and then I kind of just like, hey, 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 hey. And then I started doing that. And they kind of quieted down. And my teammates knew I was crazy at this point. This is to the fans. This is the fans. And my teammates are like, oh, oh, he's about to say something crazy. And I just went, man, shut your fucking ass. You know, I just let him have it. Like, shut your ass up. Six touchdowns. I'm the fucking man. I'm going to, you know, and I went off on him. And yeah. the whole sideline went off. But that was probably one that jumps out at I me. I thought he was going to say it. I said, shut, 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 shut. Up your ass. Yeah. I, I said something <laughs> that, like, up yours, I'm the man, you know, what, I don't know where I, I went it. off on All it. right, next question from Tom at NOLA Sportscom. Gosh, I have so many fan stories just right, even well, growing yeah, up. Come Are back with any? some more. Uh, okay. Just like Anything my else? dad getting cussed at. I mean, so many things throughout the years. No, go ahead. All right, how much of a difference can Sean McVay make in the career of Jared Goff? Ch- he could save his career for my, my money. I think you probably feel the same way, right? I mean, Goff. I think the one thing that scared me and Lefko more than anything last year is we just didn't like the way he looked. Oh, man. Deer in the headlights, didn't handle himself well in interviews. I, I, I he came not, in our podcast. Or, I have legitimately not liked anything. I have not liked yeah. what he looked like. Uh, so the Amazon all or nothing thing is the Rams, and that comes out in two days. Mm. I will watch the whole season. Yes. I will bring notes for next week's podcast of like what I learned from right. that because uh, you're not watching it. No. Um, but – like, even from, like, the HBO Hard Knocks, like, they were, like, catering to him. Remember they were, like, putting in fake sound bites each week? Like, oh, that's an NFL-level throw right NFL there. Throw. And it's a- like, I feel like he threw one throw and they collected all the sound bites and, and did it throughout the whole season. And the fact that I he didn't, didn't know like, where he, the sun sets. He, could, he didn't know where the sun sets. He couldn't beat out Case Keenum in camp. He couldn't shake our hands and look in the eye. He couldn't throw, like, from 30 yards out in the practice fields. Like, I've liked nothing about Jared Goff, but Sean McVay, good offensive coordinators, can devise a game plan to yeah. get guys comfortable. Right. 
very much in that Kyle Shanahan. Mm -hmm. If it's five-yard passes and slants and screens and misdirections and bootlegs, you can make a a, – because I think he's a good quarterback. He is. He's definitely NFL quality. He's just not first pick over Carson Wentz. Exactly right. Dak Prescott. Nor do I know. I'm just – I would question whether NFL superstar would ever be there. But can uh, Sean McVay be there – Getting him to Matt Ryan just won MVP, and Matt Ryan is not a top five quarterback. Uh, that's a fair statement, exactly right. That's, that's what they can do for you, no doubt about it. He's going to save his career. He's going to make Jared Goff a whole lot better. And McVay understands the quarterback position too, where he's going to put him in good positions and make sure the team looks at Goff in a positive light. Like McVay, I'm sure is going to try to build Goff's. Go- he'll probably show Goff's good throws to the team in yeah. August during training camp, just to build the confidence for Goff and the rest of the team as well. I'm just sitting here going, "Can I? I, I wish Sean McVay was coaching Cam Newton. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I like what they do down there in Carolina, but it's like, can we get like a a quick system that not draft guys that are six five and run like four eight forties? I know, but it fits what they That's do. That's their philosophy. Cam, Cam, uh, I'm encouraged he's throwing. I, I am amazed that Andrew Luck's not throwing yet. That is something to watch out for here as we continue to go. That's a little scary. Yeah. Uh, one more question. This from- whole situation seems a little. He's weird. gotten beaten up so much. Mm-hmm. One more question from Peter Edwards. He wants to know. When will we be getting the Golden Gate Bridge podcast? We're mm. all waiting, according to Peter Edwards. I'm going to say it's never coming out uh, unless you get your hands on it, Chris, and publish it yourself. Wow. But that one's buried. It is buried? Deep, deep in the archives. Deep, deep in there. Uh, this literally just came out. It's on never the- coming out. It's never coming out. No. This won't happen. I, w- I do think we should give it a listen. I want to listen to it. Let's give it a live right. listen on the next going, podcast. Going live over the Golden Gate Bridge Just see how stupid we right, sound. I'll try and find it. Okay. Uh, David Irving suspended four games for performance-enhancing drugs. Damn. What is up with the Dallas D-line and getting busted for everything? It's Rod Mirinelli. Do you do you ever put when there's a lot of cases like this? Because who else has been? Um, who else got suspended last well, year? Well, they had Randy Gregory for just the street Gregory, drugs, though. Right. Uh, I don't know if they had any other PEDs. Demarcus Lawrence. He was the hurt. He was hurt. But he also had oh, some with drugs. He too. did. I think his was still substance abuse, though. But when do you ever put this on a position coach when there's so many? No. It also explains why they took Taco Charlton in the first round yeah. and took Jordan Lewis later and mm-hmm. not. Uh, defensive backs, which they didn't have any. Maybe that's why we're also we, we were waxing poetically about David Irving last year at the end it, of the year. Yeah, it's, oh, you know what I mean? Because he does look like a freak. He does. That's the problem with performance enhancing drugs. We will question everything. But do you ever put it on the position coach? I don't, and I certainly wouldn't. Rod Marinelli. Rod Marinelli would is the most play it by the book. Yeah army sergeant you would ever meet so it's not him i really think it's more of a culture in dallas and i don't even mean with the cowboys it's just such a superstar fandom in dallas and being a part of it i mean that's the reason you've for all you young people out there the north dallas 40 right you ever that's people need to watch that that's kind of a movie about the cowboys and they you know the Go read the book about the nineties cowboys chasing women, whatever with it may Irvin be. and Dion having their own like little drug porn exactly. House. So it's a little, uh, it is a little bit, um, yeah. I think it's more just the culture down there in Dallas in general. Players wanting to stay in Dallas, be a part of it because you are treated yeah so famously down there. All right, we got some good iTunes reviews. Uh, Na one zer, so I guess it's Naser. Uh, drop all your other football podcasts. He's a bartender at a sports bar. I've listened to his. He's listened to his fair share of sports podcasts. Are either vanilla or they keep regurgitating the Sims nonsense. 
Uh, he spelled my name wrong, which is crazy because it's literally right there. Uh, he said this fan, this this podcast has everything you love, uh, including six year olds in the corner dropping f bombs. Yeah. It's like going to your favorite froyo shop and getting the exact flavor with all your toppings. Um, can't stop and won't stop Fro, listening. Yeah. I love Froyo. Uh, question: How far do you think the Chargers could go this year? I think the Chargers are a team to watch out for. I really do. I think. I just uh, feel like I say it every year. I know. Uh, I think. It, I think they may have turned the corner though with offensive line play. The the running back uh, Gordon looking good last yeah. year. Uh, Keenan Allen, who it you were hanging out today. with today, right? Yeah, and he uh, says he feels great. That'll be big with him and Mike Williams and, you know, the re- Hunter Henry. And he loves Anthony Lynn. That's right. Everybody loves Anthony Lynn. My brother loves Anthony Lynn. Everybody does. That's why he got the head coaching job. And then I love that they have Gus Bradley on the other side of the ball, too. I'm a big fan of Gus. I think Gus is a great defensive coordinator. Yes, it didn't work out as a head coach. Maybe it will the next time around. But I've been with Gus enough to know he's a really good football coach. He's going to improve that defense. And guys like Melvin Ingram and Bosa being together, uh, Ingram's turned the corner. He's close to maybe being a superstar here. Mm -hmm. So uh, they have a lot of things going for him and Uh, young corners. A kid named Blake cheers to the real white boy Supremes. Yo, yo. Which is awesome. Uh, Sims always gives great perspectives from a different one like OBG contract, holdout, personal workouts. Lefko is literally the definition of the perfect hype man. Question. Your best five has to do a case race against any starting offensive line in the NFL. Which team are you going up against and why? All right, wait, say that again. I do you know what a case race no, is? No, that's one of the You don't know what a case it's race like is? It's like if we had four dudes, we have to finish a case, a 30 rack of beer as fast as we can, oh. uh, which means you'd probably have one because you do not drink beer. Who would you think has the weakest offensive line that we could beat? The weakest offensive line that we could beat. I would beat go against the Rams. Just in a case race. Man, offensive linemen, we're not going to beat any of them. They're, like, ridiculous. Offensive linemen are the greatest drinkers have on you, the team. Have you ever been around an offensive lineman that could really put them back? Oh, like, is there a put him back the story? The first put him back, I when you actually asked me about putting him back, the first guy that came to my mind was actually a quarterback, Brad Johnson. Stop. I saw Brad Johnson drink 30 beers in about a five-hour span. That's unbelievable. Yeah. We were – What? We were on a – Tell me it was at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> that would be even better. It was a long halftime. It was Kishan's good <laughs> silent. <laughs> I thought to you, man, I love this game. <laughs> have I never told this story? No. no. I have, all right. Uh, damn, I'm sorry. We're at the end of the podcast. This is my favorite part when the random iTunes questions lead to, to a great story. Yeah. We're going to play golf in the offseason. John Gruden's going to take the quarterbacks. It's Doug Williams is a part of our organization, the Super Bowl 22 MVP. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Bruce Allen's our GM. John Gruden, me. Brian uh, Greasy. Jason Garrett. Oh, my gosh. Right. He's in camp with us. Hell of a crew. Hell He's of a crew. He's an ultimate white Brad Johnson, Brian Greasy. You're exactly right. All of us. Gruden paid at some charity thing money to take a, a eight-some out on a golf course, this golf course that he thought was really elite called Black Diamond. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. In Tampa, Florida. It's or I'm thinking of, like, skiing things. Well, I think it might be. But either way, it's a famous club. So we're going to this place. We're on. So we get a bus. Gruden gets a bus, a Budweiser bus. So we have ke- like kegs on tap, drinks, whatever you want. We got Ed Drosky with us, who owns Hooters. Okay, and we are going to play golf now. As we're going, I'm sitting in the back drinking beers, but I hear Gruden and Bruce Allen keep like kind of rudely talking to the bus driver about where how he's taking us, and the bus driver's guys are just sitting there taking it. 
And Gruden fires like, we're going to the Black Diamond golf course, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, listen. He goes, you're not going to the fucking Black Diamond. You're going to Black Diamond Country Club. That's what you paid for. Here's the directions. We had to go to, like, Orlando to some crappy club so that he wasn't picked even the wrong good. One. He didn't realize he had paid for a club that was not even the one he thought of. Oh, my God. So now we're on no. the bus forever. It's like an hour ride there. Yeah. So all we got to do is drink. And we got there, and we had, you know, drinks the in the cart. the worst party ever. We, we drinks in the cart. And, I mean, Brad is slamming them down, and I'm like, I would have definitely thrown up by now. He's drinking eight so fast, like, just from the filling of your stomach. I don't know how it didn't come up. But he kept going, and we got done. We played. And then we went to Hooters with Ed Drosky, and we always got special pref- preferential treatment. So were you guys counting the 30 beers? Gosh, he was on, like, 24. He was on, like, 20 when we got off the bus. Was he – was it noticeable? I mean, he was a little sloppy, but not bad. Like, I was amazed. I was like, damn, that's amazing. He's even fu- – I would have been laid on the floor. I'd be like, guys, I got to take a nap. Go play the round, and I'll, I'll and then, see you. But he got off the bus and then played 18 played holes golf. of golf. Yeah, we played, like, nine holes because then it poured on us. Lightning storm. This is the worst <laughs> It was the worst. <laughs> and then we were just like, all right, I guess we're going to Hooters. Let's go to Hooters. Man. And we hung out there, and that's why you see John Gruden on the Hooters commercials, right? Yep. Ah. There it is. Right. Ed Drosky. Ed Drosky. Uh, X, the kid, 27X. Uh, his comment is, Sims is great, which I always don't like those because <laughs> I wonder what he's going to say. Uh, having Sims there gives you an, an honest player's perspective, which is lacking in most other casts. It's taken me a long time to get to liking Lefko, but he grows on you like that annoying cousin. Thanks, X the Kid 27. My X. friends love you, Lefko. Good. They don't even Sims, know you and they love you. I'm a Raiders fan. I want to know from you. What is the next step that Derek Carr needs to show you this year to move into the elite tier? I, I, he, he is there. Uh, he's on the cusp for I the understand what, what the kid is yeah, saying, though, right. because – you know, end of the year. There's, yes. You know, we, it's a different game at the end of yeah. the year. It is. It really is. It's uh, and especially yeah, we haven't seen him in playoff football. So what, yet. what is he? What does he need to add to the arsenal? Like we talk about this with basketball players all the time. You got to add that shot, whatever. What does Derek Carr need to add? Yeah, I, I don't think physically. I look at anything that he needs to add. Uh, I would just think that this year, first of all, things might not go as smoothly in some clutch situations. It's really going to be a little, a little about. We have yet to really see him battle legit adversity in the NFL. That's the first thing I think of when I just think of him in well, general. We're see him coming back from this coming injury. back from injury. They're a different team this year. They're no longer like the little Cinderella, like, oh, we, they might be good this year. Everybody knows they're good, so nobody's going to take them lightly. Yeah. That's a different with having that expectation on your back, having the expectation of $25 million. Uh, but, l- listen, staying healthy, playing in a playoff game, those are huge landmarks. That's what I need to see. I don't know if there's anything. F- I, like I said, he is physically really gifted. I mean, he's got a quick release. He's got a strong arm. It's not like top five strongest yeah. in football, but it's in the top half. Yeah. And he's unbelievable throwing from different angles on the run. Yeah. He's like a he's a poor man's Aaron Rodgers to me. My um, my one thing that it's more of a Raiders thing, but it's also Derek Carr. Uh, I, I want to see them beat down the teams they're supposed to beat Let this some year. teams hang around. Last year, he had these incredible throws against Baltimore. It's like you, they shouldn't even be in the game. Yeah. Uh, they, they, I felt like and, – and some of his crazy throws, I felt like the Tennessee game, he had some that saved him, but he had some that put him in that situation to begin with. Yes, so, got the lucky pass interference call. I think the thing with quarterbacks, now that we watch Tom Brady and all that, it's consistency. Consistency, just battle-tested. I think that's the last thing we got to see. He got lucky last year in a fact that – like 
you know, Denver wasn't quite as good. San Diego wasn't quite as good. I think they're both going to be better this year. We know Kansas City's pretty damn good. Uh, yeah, I, I really think that's what I want to see more than anything. Uh, Sundiata. Biggest game of the year. He didn't, they didn't perform well, right? Exactly. Kansas City, Thursday night. Exactly. We were, that was tough, though. It was so freaking cold. Yeah, cold and windy. Uh, Sundiata, 21. So maybe that's – he's always actually performed poorly in inclement cold. weather. And that's maybe what he maybe needs to get better, his hand strength or whatever. Sunday out of 21, getting cocky a bit. Listen to you guys from Tanzania and Denmark. This is by far the best football podcast show. Uh, Sims, I have a bone to pick with you, though. Please. A few weeks ago, you dared you say that the NFL players could step on the track and compete with the uh, – that the NFL players couldn't step on the track and compete with Usain's of the world. Just for reference, the fastest guy in college, uh, Coleman, a week after the NFL combine, ran a 40-yard just to shut – us people like you comparing track and field speed. He ran a four one two. Lefko, you're. Uh, I don't even know what he said. So what is he oh, trying he, to say? He said, "I'm an inspiration to to geeks with no talent trying to enter the sports world." So thanks, man. You're the best. Um, what's he trying to say though? That he doesn't think they're as fast, or they are as fast? Like, what's he trying to say there? I, it's actually I got the, this conversation in the radio yesterday on the Francesa show because I I basically said like 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 if America put their best athletes out there like we would dominate in soccer and I, you just decide a lot of people calling in like oh, you're I'm crazy sure. I'm sure and I would be like no you're crazy but like Tyreek Hill against like track guys in a in a hundred how all, would all, you do all I can say is I had the Olympic gold medal winner in training camp with me Justin Gatlin and. Trust me, I know it was pads on, but we had practices without pads. He wasn't as fast as Joey Galloway. He was mm. not as explosive. Now, I understand he's out oh, of his element. that's what he was saying. So he was saying the track guy ran a four-one-two to shut everybody up in the 40. Well, I, that, I, I, that you said that if they yeah. went out there. and yeah. I'm just All I'm saying is if NFL players, like if Joey Galloway or Odell Beckham Jr. for the, the age of 14, do, if the NFL players got to get off blocks like the guy he's saying too, the times would be faster. You're right. right? The times would be faster. So he's he's wrong in that sense. I wonder but how much the blocks These are the help. fastest people. Willie Galt was in the 4 by 100 meter, won a gold medal in the 1984 Olympics, played wide receiver for the Bears. So, yeah, I'm not saying they would beat Usain Bolt, but all the fast guys in the NFL, Dominique Rogers, camardi Odell Beckham Jr., Julio Jones, they would all be in the final heat of the 100-meter dash in the Olympics if they decided they wanted to go to that route at the age of 12. Yeah, it really does come down to the training. And that's because you're I'm, – I'm sure a lot of the explosion muscles are going to be the same, but, like, the form – I mean, we always the, talk about the combine. They they work on their arm it's for, a like, three race. months. But yes. And, and, I mean, they have their – Usain Bolt has he knows how many steps he has to take to win the hundred meter dash. They have it down to a science. Uh, and then we'll end this one with no signatures, just respect the goat podcast. Five stars. Your intro music is my walk off music from work and into the weekend. Yeah. So Friday, it. it is good bah, intro bah, music, bah, bah, Patrick. Bah, bah, I'll give it to you. You found bah, bah, a you found a good one there. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, and yes, two podcasts a week. Um, question, Sims. Excluding the salon that you visit, which city has the best eye candy that you've ever lived or played in? Austin, Texas, Tampa Bay, Nashville, New York City. Hashtag, I'm married, I ain't blind. Yeah. Uh, so Austin, Tampa Bay, Nashville, NYC. And it's I was in Boston. Super misogynistic. Yeah, very. But it plays. If you like blue-eyed blondes, 
You're going to Austin, Texas. They're growing on trees. That, I didn't ask that. I question. know. I'm just going. Okay, I'm giving okay. a little reference. Oh, you're gonna. Who wants to be a millionaire? I'm just saying that. Like, a little context. If that's what you like, because like my Italian friends from Jersey, when they came down to Austin, Texas, I think they were ready to move there. People that don't live around those accents like find them really interesting. Yes. And I'm like, I'm over it. Well, yeah. Once you're around it, once enough, you live you in Kentucky, go. I'm over it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, New York City. I am a guy that likes. Um, I like well, curvy women, and New York has everything to offer. There are times so. where, um, and it's, and I'm not, I'm like, uh, there are times where I see humans where I go, where was that person created? <laughs> like, I'll see a guy that's like, like I go, he's an Adonis. He's an Adonis. Yeah. And then I see a woman, and I'm like, where did you come from? <laughs> like, like what mix? Like, I, I, I don't even understand. I think it. that's what's awesome about New York. We just right, have so, so many cultures. So you go New cultures. York one, do you go Austin two? Tampa three, Nashville four. I think I would. I think that's exactly right. And Boston. What did you say Tampa was the capital of? Oh. Oh, oh. God. Porns. What? Anyway, yes. let's wrap it up here. Let's okay. go. All right. Uh, you got anything else for us? Any other tweets? No, I have a tweet. I'm going to read it to you after we wrap up here. Why? It's not for the show. Why not? Just uh, we'll tease it. And maybe we'll read it next week. Uh, and uh, okay, so that was episode one twenty. Uh, we have Sims working the phones. He's going to hit up a bunch of his former players and stuff. We'll try to get some previews. I'm yep. trying to talk to the NFLPA. Um, I, I actually s- almost called him today, the uh, Eric Winston. I, oh, yeah? I, I was going to go him. I was going, you know, just to take his take on some of these franchises. Actually, tags. let me let me read this uh, really quick. Uh, I made a list of players. Uh, that I said oh, that I wanted, uh, and I, I I'm curious what you think of the players that I asked for. Um, so what I did was I went through every team and I was like, who could I get that's not named like Tom Brady? Um, and I'm sorry, I'm pulling up. This is bad audio. Uh, and I kind of I realized when I made my top ten that they're all like the same guy. They're all like angry defensive people. <laughs> so my top overall wishes. Yes. Michael Bennett, Martellus Bennett. Yep. And I wrote a note, both brothers love Chris's dad. Yeah. So, like, say that to them. Terrell Suggs, James Harrison, Jalen Ramsey, Akib Tlaib, Marcus Peters, Josh Norman. Damn, yeah. Those were the guys that I said. And then I was like, they're all the same guy. Dude, we can definitely get Akib Tlaib. That's, really? Yeah, we got to. Do I have, I'm checking to see if I have Akib's number. All right, right so you text him now, and if we can get Akib because I think he'd be amazing. Oh, Akib would be amazing. He'd be one of the most fun guests we ever had. That's what I mean. He one of my, he's shit. one of my favorites of all time. Uh, in the meantime, uh, all the listens we got to this week, I want to thank everybody. As you guys can see, the iTunes reviews, I will get to them as many as I can. Five star, keep commenting. It's awesome. At the same point, download the BR app. I know that a lot of our listens came from the app. Uh, people saw whether we were saying, is tanking possible? Uh, or Bart Scott or whatever. People clicked on the app and a lot lot of those 200 plus 200,000 plus came from that so check out the BR app uh, they keep putting awesome stuff in it I use it for my number one source I I literally subscribe to every NFL team my phone is buzzing all day God. but if you want to stay up to date with what's going on I consistently get news before all of my friends yeah and that's how I stay up to date mm-hmm. uh, I know it's faster than every other app out there it's like scientifically proven this is not opinion um, and you can also follow things Sims is wearing um, Kyrie's Ooh. You haven't seen these bad boys. Uh, I got on with a little 
NJ on the inside. For New Jersey? Ow. Yeah. Because oh, that's where we're both from. I'm uh, from there too. They have a lot so of Josh. they have a lot they have you can actually subscribe on the app to Kicks and it will tell you when new shoes are being released. Wow. And it, and you click on it and it can actually take you to where you can like be ready on that Saturday morning if you're into new shoes. I know we are, we so are. that's awesome. Uh, so check out the BR app, download that now. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. You download the app yet? No. Should get around to that. I will. You gonna fix your screen? Did I you just do that. I'm gonna do that soon. It's been broken for about four months now. Uh, awesome. Do so, I, are we gonna get air conditioning in this room eventually? Man, I'm not even sweating that bad. I am. That's the benefit of being vegan. All right. Uh, four Sims. Peace out, homies. Four Fendrick. Good night, everybody. I am Lefko. One twenty-one coming up next week. Hit us up on iTunes with a comment. I'll let you boys later.